Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Now, you know, there are terms commonly associated with the Hubbard management system. You know, a lot of these words, words like org board or organizing board, stats, which we use for the word statistics, conditions, etc. There's a lot of them, but there are terms that are lesser known and not so commonly used that are critical, valuable terms that are part of the parlance and that you should know just as well as these perhaps more commonly used words. And one of those terms is the term facility differential. Now we're going to define it in a minute, but uh, before I do, I just want to alert you to something. You really need to know this term. I'm not kidding. You really need to know it. And I would be willing to bet that many of our listeners here, many of you listeners, have a facility differential and you're not aware of it, and thus you're making your own lives needlessly stressful. I see it pretty commonly. Okay, so I hope you are listening and paying attention. The other thing about this, what we're about to cover here, some of the things that we discuss are, you know, it's all fairly fundamental. It's all fairly basic, but this particular, if you want to call it a tip, but this particular piece of knowledge or know-how with regards to administration is dead easy to implement. Like there is hardly anything we've ever gone over in business-wise that's easier to implement than what we're about to cover, but it is very important to you and very important to your quality of life. All right. So we should probably get on with it. I'm just going to tell you the article is dated 16 November, 1966, and it's called Executive Facilities Facility Differential. Let's first clear the word facility. So it's got quite a few definitions here. We're going to Mr. Cambridge instead of Mr. Oxford. Hope you don't mind, Mr. Oxford, but I found your definition a little too complex. First definition given here for facility is a place, especially including buildings where a particular activity happens. So you've heard about that, you know, like a nuclear research facility, a military facility. This is a pretty common term when it's used that way. It's also defined as an ability to do something easily or well. His facility for languages is astonishing. Uh, Here's another one. A feature of a product that allows you to do something, a computer with a speech recognition facility. So now you start to get the idea that a facility is something that allows you to do something. It is a feature that enables you to do something. Okay. It's also an ability or skill at doing something. It can also be uh, something such as a place building or equipment used for a particular purpose or activity. The new sports facility has a swimming pool. These are all definitions of facility. Now, I want to put your attention on its derivation. And so it comes from early 16th century, from French facilité, or Latin facilitas, from facilis, which means easy. Facility. Something that makes something possible. Something that makes something easy. It's a facility. Okay, so you have a facility on a piece of equipment or on a program. It enables you to do something. If you have a facility, uh, you have a skill that makes it easy for you to do something. You go to a premises. It's a facility where you can deliver a seminar or you can do a workshop. It makes it easy to do something. It's a facility. And you know what? You as a business owner, you as an executive, you probably have a few things that it would be nice if it was a little easier. Is that true or false? Because most of the entrepreneurs I know work bloody hard, and I think they could use a little facility. 
something that makes their lives easier, something that makes their work faster, more efficient, that would be a facility. So you could look at an executive and say, what are his facilities? What are the resources that he or she has that she can utilize to make their work more productive, more efficient, and easier? You probably, as a business owner, seldom look at that like, how can I make my life a little bit easier? In my experience, most of you don't do that. You're all too willing to work your guts out, which is a great quality. And most of the uh, most successful members that I have did. They worked their guts out. Maybe they've started to, you know, realize that they deserve a few facilities. Maybe they don't. In my experience, quite often, they do not give themselves the facilities that they deserve. Why? Because they're not aware of their facility differential. All right, so what is a differential? A differential is defined, and here's Oxford again, a difference between amounts of things, the differential between gasoline and diesel prices. Boy, that's, that's a sore subject these days, isn't it? Sticker shock at the pumps. Get- but if your diesel prices is $4.50 a gallon and your gas prices are $4.25 a gallon, you have a differential of $0.25. Cents. That's a differential. So what's a facility differential? All right, that's what we're going to clear up with this article from Mr. Hubbard. So he says here, this is from the article, 16 November 1966. He says here, when a senior executive has the ability to make money for the organization or greatly raise statistics, and when this ability has been demonstrated, that executive should have facilities. This ability is often discoverable by the absence of the executive from post for a period, or when the executive is pulled off by emergencies. In such a time, the income of the org, which is short for organization, remember that, he says, in such a time, the income of the org may sink. All right, so you're in charge. You're large and in charge. You're in charge of uh, your business. You're in charge of your practice. You're in charge of your shop. And uh, you get called away. Maybe you gave yourself a vacation. Oh, my God. What a scary thought. And you were gone for a week, or maybe you had to tend to a parent who was in a crisis or what have you, right? And you're gone for a week, maybe two. And the statistics of the organization then drop. Let's say they drop from $40,000 a week to $30,000 a week. It wouldn't surprise me if it didn't drop more, but let's just say $40,000 to $30,000. You now know one thing about you and your participation in that organization, you have a facility differential of $10,000 per week. Right there, you know it. Because that's a difference between you being there and not being there. Understand? Some of you, you probably have a bigger facility differential than that. Some of you may have executives or staff underneath you who have a facility differential like that, or greater than that, or maybe less than that. But what you're using this term for is to estimate What is that person's facility differential? In other words, what can be used to invest in that person in terms of resources or facilities to make their job easier, to make their job more productive, to enhance their quality of life, their quality on the job, and so forth? What is that figure? It's a very important figure. And the the person that I would like you most to establish this figure for is you, because I have observed member after member disregarding their facility differential and not acquiring for themselves some of the simplest things. I have a member 
who runs a construction company, very, very productive construction, construction design company. And I remember having a conversation with him a couple of years ago, and uh, he was engaged with uh, quite a bit of expansion, probably had a facility differential, something on the order of, oh, I don't know, $60,000 a month, easily, hands down. One of the, you know, the main uh, driving force of the company, also the main closer for their contracts and so forth, and um, caught up with domestic stuff that he had to take care of. I'm not saying, of course, ignore your family, but would you rather uh, take your kids to, you know, basketball practice or music lessons or something like that? Or how do you want to spend your time with your kids? Being their chauffeur? Or could you have a chauffeur? You know, cooking their lunch or having someone fix their lunch? You know, this is one of the big things that I have observed is that guys work in their guts out and don't even give themselves any kind of domestic assistance. You know, and women entrepreneurs who won't even give themselves someone to clean the house or fix dinner or, okay, you know, what does that cost these days? I don't know. Maybe it costs, if it costs $600 a week, $800 a week, what's the facility differential? Okay. When that woman executive is not on the job, the income of the organization drops by $10,000 a week. We're going to invest $800 a week. What are we thinking? Like, how much more valuable is this person rested, happy, not stressed, uh, extra time to create on different things, create in their own lives, create with the kids by all means, but not having to have to, you follow me, not being locked down, not being able to make an appointment because they have to go pick up the kids from the you know ballet or something like that. I'm, I'm not, look at, I don't want to make myself unpopular. I'm a parent, but it's just, isn't it nice to have the choice to have your life under control enough and have enough facilities so that you can get on with your job or get on with your uh, goals or your projects or your career, right? Don't give it to yourself if you haven't earned it. That's that's the other mistake. I have seen that more commonly where a person invests in a facility differential when they don't even have one. So, th- th- you know, this is kind of a cold-blooded objective confront of what is my worth to the organization. If I'm not in it, how does that influence the statistics? You know, I've had some executives when they when they leave positions, the statistics go up. You know, that person, you know, maybe they're demanding the corner office and demanding the paint job in the office or new furniture or a better computer or, you know, a different phone system or this or that facility. And we're not just talking about domestic help here, but, you know, I'm just talking about things that you can have to make your environment more pleasant, you know, better office. I mean, look. You want to go to an office every day. You're going to work your guts out every day. You're forwarding some strategy or planning that's going to make a difference to many people's lives. Do you have to do it in a cellar? Do you have to do it in an, in an environment that doesn't appeal to you, doesn't bring you up the tone scale, make you feel more alive, make you feel happy to be there? These are facilities. They're making your life easier. They're making your job easier. It's a happier process to go to work every day. You know, hey, man, how about getting an assistant or a secretary, like how much time do you devote to uh, having to go through your communications and sort out the ones that are important and which ones uh, are not and which ones should you answer and which one could somebody else answer for you or how much of this could be routed to other people to handle and so it's never even approaches your lines. Oh, I could never get a secretary. Are you kidding me? What's your facility differential, right? You're saying it blind. You don't know if you have a facility differential or not. You're just sensing that I don't deserve it or whatever. It's a mathematical equation. It can be calculated cold-bloodedly and should for every single one of you. 
So Mr. Harvard goes on. He, I'm just going to give you a ton of examples of this, but listen to this. He says, as I'll just review the earlier paragraph, this ability is often discoverable by the absence of the executive from post for a period or when the executive is pulled off by emergencies. And such a time, the income of the org may sink. The degree the income shrinks is the, quote, facility differential, end quote, of that executive. It is worth that much to the org organization. It is worth that much to the org and facilities to have the executive on post. Example, now this is written in 1966, so the dollar figures are not that high, but he says here, with that executive on duty, income, $8,000 per week. With that executive absent, $5,000 per week. This is the, quote, facility differential, end quote, of that executive. It is, in this example, $3,000 per week. This means that the org could afford $3,000 per week extreme. Now, this is extreme. To provide that executive with facilities for his work to keep him from overload. How many of you are overloaded? If you're not overloaded, you're probably not listening to this Business Wise podcast very carefully. You should be, and you should be working hard. You know, you've got your, your affluence attainment formula. Hard work is the first step of that. You know, it's hard work to build a business. I don't, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't say, well, this is a really easy business to get into. You don't really need to work very hard. You can retire young. You can all this kind of jazz. I've heard it all and I hear it from my members. No, confront the fact that if you want to be successful, there's hard work there, but there are rewards and don't be silly. You know, if you are the one that's driving that thing, make sure you are getting the facilities you need to take it even further and to not be overloaded and to have a quality of life yourself. How have any of you noticed that being short on sleep and being stressed out after a while, you get a diminishing return? Your alertness is not there. You're not as sharp on things. You let things get by. You slip on stuff, right? No. Uh, alleviating the lines of an executive is a lot, and a competent one who has a facility differential is far, far more important than people realize. To the junior executive, it seems quite okay. The, the, you know, this person is capable of a tremendous amount of work. Nothing to it. Just, you know, we know the boss is going to handle it. Just keep throwing it over to him. And of course, the boss does handle it and then seems like Superman sometimes or Superwoman. But you and I both know that supermen and superwomen uh, sometimes could use a breather. You know, could use a little help. It's not necessarily something that someone lower on the organizing board is going to observe about you or a competent executive that, you know, I'm, I know I'm addressing some of my members here have, you know, 200 employees. You have executives within your group that have a facility differential and you need to be aware of what that one is and make sure they're getting the facilities they need. Because those facilities to them is also making your life easier. So think with this concept, facility differential. When you look at an executive, does he or she have one? And am I leveraging that facility differential? Am I, am I providing adequate facilities to that person to, it's a reward to them as well, Don't make no mistake about it, but it's also making their lives and their jobs easier. And that is going to make your life and job easier. All right? So he says, um, he goes on here to say, this means that the org could afford $3,000 per week extreme to provide that executive with facilities for his work to keep him from overload, for it will lose $3,000 a week if this executive is distracted or overloaded. Of course, nobody expects the org to spend $3,000. It just shows the extreme amount it could spend. You don't have to spend all that, right? But you could. 
Then he goes on to say, one cannot afford not to spend some of it for facilities for this executive. Listen to that again. One cannot afford not to spend some of it for facilities for this executive. So he's saying, look, you don't have to use it all, but you better use some because you can't afford not to. Don't disregard a facility differential. Be aware of the facility differential for yourself and for your executives, for your key executives in particular. Make sure that they are getting the facilities they need. Maybe they need a secretary. Maybe they need a better computer. What would happen if they had, you know, a faster printer? I had a, an IT guy uh, in my office one time, and uh, he was showing me a thing or two, and you know, showing me a few shortcuts on the keyboard and a few things that I could do with my program. I was very unaware of what these programs could do and what my computer could do. It was kind of early stages of all this, and uh, you know, he showed me something. I said, "Well, you know, that doesn't look like such a big deal." You know, that's a little shortcut you show me. He says, well, yeah, sir, but you have to understand that these minutes add up and your time is too valuable. You, you learn some of these things and be able to cut, you know, okay, a few seconds here, a few seconds there. These are seconds that you can use to create greater expansion. And I never forgot that. You know, it was actually, I was aware of this reference, but just like many of you, I was not regarding any facilities for myself particularly. I was just used to working pretty hard. so. You know, the idea that somebody was, you know, trying to show me how I could shave, use some of these facilities. In this case, it was a computer program and how learning it correctly and utilizing it correctly, I could facilitate myself by a few moments, but how those would accumulate into minutes and then hours. And what could I accomplish with that? You follow? So don't underestimate the value of facilities and the worthwhileness of investing in facilities. If you have a facility differential, which I'm sure most of you do have. Okay, let's see what else he has to say here. He says, one cannot afford not to spend some of it for facilities for this executive. The moment it does spend some of it, providing this executive does have this influence on income or production, the differential rises as the org makes more money or as the stat goes up. This trend can be pushed up and up. So, okay, guy has a facility differential or girl has a facility differential. We use some of it uh, to invest in facilities to make that person uh, more productive, make their lives easier, less stress, less overload. Okay, you know what's going to happen? That person's facility differential is going to increase. Now they take that facility and now they are able to produce even more. And that facility differential becomes greater. And now you can put more facility there. All right, let's give them the corner office now. You know, let's get the. Uh, you know, the personal chef in there. Because, you know, the time we're losing when uh, he or she goes to lunch, you know, so, okay, so we, we invest in, uh, in a chef for our productive executives. You know, you have a facility differential, your lunch gets brought to you, or you have a, you know, an executive dining room or something like that. You go in there, you eat, you go back and do your thing. You know, well-fed, happy, unstressed, looking forward to going to work every day. These are facility differentials. I'm not saying Give these sorts of things to people who don't have a facility differential. I've, I've been in organizations where they go all crazy about, you know, let's make sure everybody's got ping pong tables and free food. And it doesn't matter whether anybody has a facility differential or not. That starts to get into something else we've discussed in earlier episodes of rewarding down statistics. And all you're going to get there is more down statistics. So this is sort of a tip of your hat to the concept of facility differential without really balancing it with uh, the references on rewards and penalties. So. You want to make sure that those facilities are earned. And the way you do that is by estimating the facility differential. And just to reiterate the point, Mr. Robert says this, 
Executives don't deserve secretaries or communicators. Communicator is a very sophisticated term. We haven't really cleared it before, but as someone who expedites the communication lines of the executive, it's a little bit more than a secretary uh, function. So he says executives don't deserve secretaries or communicators. They earn them. If an executive has no facility differential, he should not have special personal help. Yeah, be alert for that. You know, be alert for the guy who wants all this kind of stuff so he can produce like, how am I supposed to produce without a secretary? And how am I supposed to produce without the, the latest, you know, audiovisual equipment or the latest computers, the latest high-tech this or high-tech that? I demand this. I demand that. Yeah? No. No, you're not the guy I'm looking for. I'm looking for the guy that builds his facility differential. And then I'm going to invest in that person's facilities so that I get more facility differential. And then I will invest more facilities and it becomes a trend. It goes up and up and up. Okay. Finally, I want to say this. He says, not the last line of the article, but it's the last line we're going to cover here. He says, the quote, facility differential, end quote, can also be judged from other statistics, but income is a primary one. Yeah. Don't get the idea that this is only the statistic of income, though that is the easiest one to uh, make these adjudications. How did it affect income? But it could also be how does it affect delivery? You know, when that person is on post and he's there or she's there, we're crank out, you know, 5,000 chairs. We're a chair manufacturer. We're doing 5,000 chairs a day, 5,000 chairs a week. And when they're not there, it drops to 4,000 chairs. Okay, that's a facility differential of 1,000 chairs. That's a lot of output. And from that, you can reckon, what is their facility differential? Uh, So it's not just about income, but income is uh, obviously a fairly easy way to estimate it. All right. Okay. So uh, I want you to work out, this is your homework assignment. I want you, each of the listeners here, to work out your own facility differential. You know, you can, you probably don't have to, you know, take the week off to find out because you probably have weeks that you've taken off already in the past. It had no choice. Take a look at the difference in stats and statistics between the time you were there and the time that you weren't there. And from that, you can assess your facility differential. Please utilize some of it. Not asking you to use all of it, but maybe you deserve some domestic help at home to make things easier at home. This is one of the craziest ones. I just don't see members doing that. And I don't know why not, because It would make their lives so much simpler and make time for other things. More time for the family, more time for the kids, time that you choose, quality time, right? Or uh, an assistant or a secretary to handle your communication lines. You know, what are you investing in that? You know, thousand bucks a week. If you have a facility differential of $5,000 a week and you're paying a secretary $1,000 a week, you're being smart about things. You now have someone there to handle your lines of communication and police the things that shouldn't be on your lines and so forth and so on. Type up your letters faster and get your output up and uh, be another pair of eyes for you. There's so many things that a secretary or communicator can do for you. Uh, Maybe it's time to hire a salesman. That's a facility differential for you. If you're doing all the sales, bring in some assistant salespeople to at least so that you're minimally just involved with the closings or something like that. You follow? Very, very, very important concept. Not given adequate attention, I feel. Uh, by the members, and mostly because they're probably not even familiar with the term. So now you are this term facility differential. Look at what yours is and then um, act appropriately utilizing it. All right. So that's it for this week's uh, Business Wise episode. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, please let us know. Leave us a comment. We enjoy those. Or write us an email at info at wiseeastus.org. Give us a like if you like the episode. Uh, and of course, leave your comments. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.